the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous Saturday. This is your host, Al Fadi, and uh, you are listening to Let Us Reason. And we want to thank you, of course, as always, uh, for tuning in and for your partnership and your dedication. In fact, this uh, past uh, weekend, I met with a number of uh, wonderful, wonderful people like yourself uh, who actually told me that they have been listening to our podcast. And in fact, they were, um, you know, surprised uh, that I uh, was uh, there uh, myself. So I told them, you know what, I'm, uh, I'm just one of you. I'm no special. Uh, I'm here to serve you and serve of course, uh, uh, the, uh, the bigger cause, which is sharing the gospel with our Muslims. So in turn, I am always a servant of my Lord. Wherever he leads me, I will go. Uh, today, I am going to uh, just give you a glimpse uh, concerning one or possibly two uh, new series that I'm working on. Uh, we'll see if the time allows to cover both or at least one of them. Uh, by now, you should know that I typically uh, give different thoughts in terms of new video series by doing a post series on Facebook, typically. And uh, there is a theme usually that I begin to consistently, uh, you know, post about. For instance, uh, we have a series that we've been posting about called the Tawheed Dilemma. And uh, we already started doing videos for that series. And the videos will be released uh, uh, soon. Uh, some of it is with Sam Shamoun. Others were done uh, solo by myself. But nevertheless, uh, it is based on the theme that I've been posting on Facebook. And we do Facebook, of course, for a number of reasons. Not everybody will have access to the YouTube channel sometimes, depending where they live, or maybe they're not aware of the YouTube channel and the post can lead them there. And at the same time, it's a primer, if you wish allowing people to begin to explore the topic. And hopefully our Muslim friends who normally interact with us on Facebook will begin to think about those issues. Uh, the new series that I am working towards, um, uh, hopefully doing videos at some point uh, from, had to do with whether Muhammad is a true or a false prophet. And most of the time, the post will say, starts with this question, why Muhammad is a false prophet. And then I'll give one reason. And obviously, when we do the video, we'll explore that, uh, you know, answer and that question at a deeper level. So every video will deal with one uh, simple answer. 
Uh, and the, uh, the reason why I like to do things like this uh, is to allow people to search about something and find just one video, short video, that deal with that particular argument instead of having six, seven arguments in the same video where people can get lost in it or don't even remember in the future. It's like, hey, I, I remember him saying this, but I can't remember which one. No, we want to do it one video at a time, one topic at a time. For instance, uh, recently... We posted something, and of course, uh, I want to thank those who have been helping us, by the way, to post these things during the time uh, of our blockage by Facebook. Uh, we posted something about this. We called it Why Muhammad is a False Prophet, and the answer was because, according to the scripture, he is the Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Now, uh, let me at least help you understand uh, what's going on here. Uh, the scripture is very clear that the prophets of the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, the, you know, the apostles of Christ and the prophets of the Old Testament, all of them came to deliver a message from Yahweh, the true God, whom we call the Father. And in the New Testament, Jesus came as the Son of God, the Son of Yahweh. His name is in Jesus' name. Yahweh is salvation. Uh, he came to uh, basically exegete him, um, uh, make him known to us. That's what John 1, uh, verse 18 says, that, uh, you know, no one have seen the Father uh, except, uh, uh, you know, uh, the Son who is in the bosom of the Father who came to exegete him, who came to make him, you know, known to us, who came to basically reveal him to us. So, with that says, you know, we want to see what is it that the New Testament has been teaching in that regard. For instance, our Lord Jesus Christ in John 14 told one of the apostles that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and the Father are one in John 10. And many other passages where Jesus clearly is stating that he is the representation of the Father. Now, after the death and resurrection, you know, the, uh, the passion of, of our Lord, basically his trial, his crucifixion, his death, his burial and resurrection and ascension, uh, the apostles began to spread the gospel and also to write as well. And one of the writings uh, from these apostles has to do with John, the apostle John, who wrote his epistle, 1 John. And in that epistle, he talked specifically about brotherly love and how what are the signs of believers what are the signs of those who actually believe in christ or teach the truth about who jesus is and in there he gave warnings about false apostles false teachers and it was in the second chapter of first john john stated the following concerning the antichrist christ and that's starting in verse 18. 1 John 2, starting from verse 18. Look what it says. Children, it is the last hour. And here, of course, the hour means like we're in the last times or the last days, if you wish. That was 2,000 years ago. So don't take it literally that it was one hour only. I wish. Okay. Now, children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard, that Antichrist is coming. So... He's saying this, now many Antichrists have come. Not only the Antichrist, but there is 
many forms of that Antichrist that are already with us, he says, and will continue to be with us. Now, he's talking about the double meaning here. One is the real Antichrist that the book of Revelation talks about, okay? And then we have others who assume that role throughout now the history of Christianity in the last 2,000 years. Now, therefore, we know that it is the last hour. The existence of those antichrists indicate that we are already living in the last times, in the end times, okay? So the book of First John or the epistle of First John is uh, very beautiful because it gives you signs, signs of how you know that you are brothers in Christ, signs of what uh, or how do you know that someone is really saved, signs of how do you know that it's the last time, signs of how do you know someone is a false teacher, signs of how you know that someone could be classified as an antichrist, okay? So in verse 19, it says, they went out from us, meaning the antichrist, these false apostles, false teachers, pretended to be part of the church community, okay? But they went out from us, but they were not of us. They were never members of the body of Christ. Maybe they look to you as if they are presenting, you know, something related to the message of Christ, or or they're here to try to uh, basically um, share a message about Jesus, you know, or tell you, oh, we know who Jesus is, or or we love Jesus, you know, or we we definitely, uh, uh, you know, appreciate what Jesus has done. But there's always the but. They add something to it, you know. So they would have continued, he's saying, because they were not from us or of us. Why? For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. Continued with us, meaning what? Continued in their walk with us, fellowship with us, but also continued to share the same message that was imparted to us by our Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel that Jesus came to die for our sins, according to the scripture, that he was buried, that he rose again on the third day, according to the scripture, that he appeared to many. That's the simple gospel message, that in Christ we become the righteousness of God, that we are the ambassadors of God to go and appeal to people to reconcile, reconcile to God, okay, or with God. I mean, that's what Jesus imparted us to do. Go and make disciple, okay, of all nations. So if they are truly, these antichrists, these false teachers, are members of the body of Christ, then they would continue the same message. They will not come up with a new message, okay? But he's saying, they went out that it might become plain that they all are not of us. It is by the grace of God that God allows these false teachers to be exposed by the virtue of the fact that they don't associate with us fully, and at the same time, they begin to to share an awkward and a different message. Verse 20. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, okay? And you all have knowledge. So in case someone is doubting, just ask yourself, do you know who Jesus is according to the scripture? Do you believe who Jesus is according to the scripture? Do you believe that he came to die for your sin according to the scripture? Do you believe that he was crucified, that he died that he was buried, that he rose again on the third day according to Scripture. Do you believe that you are a believer? You read First John and you'll see the signs that will tell you that you are a believer. Okay, verse 21, I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and because no lie is of the truth. If you are 
in the truth, if you're following Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, if you have that truth in you, you cannot really be saying any lies. Because in verse 22, we know who will be saying lies. Verse 22 says, First John 2, verse 22, who is the liar? John is saying, we know you're not the liar, so who is the liar then? Let's see the sign that is given to us to distinguish that liar. Who is the liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Not just any Christ, but deny that he is the Christ. This is the Antichrist. Now he's going to give you the sign of who's the Antichrist. We have an idea of who's the liar. Now let's see who's the Antichrist. He who denies the Father and the Son. And that is really interesting, by the way. Because I'm going to bring it back to Islam now, since that's our focus usually. Islam calls Jesus the Christ over and over again in the Quran. He's always being called the Christ. You see, sometimes false teachings might be confusing to you. They might, it might give you an impression or idea as if those who are teaching it, they are part of us. But no, they're different than us. Why? Because there is a lie that is being taught here. They will tell you he is the Christ, meaning that primary sources of Islam will say this. You know, I, I don't blame Muslims for believing things because they rely on their own sources. I'm talking about the primary sources of Islam, the Quran or the Hadith or the commentaries. They are based basically on these teachings and they try to teach their, its followers, the Muslims, to believe that Jesus is the Christ. But the rub is this. This is the real test. Do they believe that this Christ is of the Father? That he is the son of God. Do they believe that the God that they worship in is called the father and he sent his son to die on the cross? Do they accept God the father and God the son? The answer is emphatically no, because the Quran teaches such a thing. In fact, the Quran cursed those who call Jesus the son of God in chapter 9, verse 30. Chapter 9, verse 30 stated the, uh, that, that uh, those who claim that Jesus Jesus is the Son of God, are cursed. In fact, it accused even the Jews of calling Ezra. We don't know really who Ezra is. I mean, there's speculation. It could have been Ezra of the Old Testament. And because he is the one that restored the law after the exile and the return from Babylon. But we don't know. It could be a teacher, a rabbi that uh, the Jewish community at the time of Muhammad were praising. Uh, it could be someone else who helped basically in collecting some commentaries and things like that. We don't know. We don't want to speculate. All we know is that the Jews were accused of calling someone by the name Ezra to be the son of God, and therefore they are cursed. And then added the, uh, the Christians to say, and the Christians also called Jesus to be the son of God, and therefore they're cursed. So it's very clear here, very clear that the Quran does not accept Jesus as the son. And by virtue, it denies God to be the father. In fact, in other parts of the Quran, it did state so that it's a blasphemy to call God the father. In fact, it mocked the Jews that if he's your father, how come you are being punished? Meaning, why are you going to exile or why are you being persecuted? As if the persecution or even the discipline by God the Father is a sign that God is not their father. Well, you know, a father, a true father, a loving father will always discipline his children and allow them to go through tribulations and trials to uh, help them become uh, better children, to become more righteous, to be, come back again to the straight path. So the whole philosophy is wrong. The whole philosophy and the premise of that is absolutely absurd, to say the least. So that's why 
I ask that question. In verse 23, for instance, says, No one who denies the Son has the Father. So a Muslim cannot say, really, we know God, because it's clear, if you're denying Jesus to be the Son of God, then you do not have the true God then. Period. That's what the Scripture says. And when a Scripture says it, that's all we need. We don't need to speculate anything. And the next clause says, Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. So, you have this dilemma that our Muslim friends have to really wrestle with. If you claim to know the Father, the true God, then simply put, you have to accept the fact that he is the Father who sent his Son to die for you. That's Jesus Christ. And therefore, by virtue of accepting Christ as the Son of God, you know the true Father, the true God. But no Muslim ever will acknowledge such a thing. Find me one who says, yes, I believe in Allah and Muhammad. I also believe that Allah is the father and Jesus is his son. Nowhere. Find me as a single reference to this, whether it's in the Quran, the Hadith, or even personal writing by someone. In fact, find me a Muslim that says this, and if they can survive the scrutiny of their own community, no Muslim will accept Jesus as the Son. Therefore, by denying the Son, you denied the Father also. And if you accepted Jesus as the Son, then you're not a Muslim. You cannot call yourself a Muslim because you've accepted God the Father also. That's why we call ourselves former Muslims, followers of Jesus, because we have already crossed that barrier. So this is one of the tests that we can use to state whether Muhammad really is a prophet of God or not. So you can see we will be doing a series on this. Another post that we had had to do with the simple question, why Muhammad is a false prophet? And the answer was, because unlike other biblical prophets, he was actually fearful and terrified when that supposed angel appeared to him in a cave. Muhammad was not actually excited about seeing an angel Muhammad, on top of that, wasn't comforted by God or the angel of the Lord who appeared to him. In other words, he wasn't told, do not be afraid, Muhammad. I bring glad tidings to you. Muhammad, I am sent to you by your God. None of that. Muhammad ran away, actually, from the cave, so terrified. It says that he was shaken. He was uh, basically sweating. It's almost like he has fever. He asked his wife to cover him up. You find this in chapter 74, verse 1. There is an argument whether chapter 96 is the first chapter to be revealed or chapter 74 is the first chapter to be revealed in the Quran. Regardless of this, that, that, that chapter clearly starts, it starts by stating that you who wants to be covered up, that's the first verse, covered up, why? Because he was actually terrified. And it took his wife uh, to do a test for him to convince him that he actually might be a prophet and that could be an angel. Notice, it was wasn't Muhammad who was convinced of his calling. It was his wife who tried to convince him of that. And then later her cousin, Waraka ibn Nawfal. So it's kind of really um, a, a, a travesty, if you, if you wish, a sad state of affair that we have someone who claimed to be a prophet who wasn't even sure that he was a prophet. Not to mention, of course, I will mention later in my series that even later on, Muhammad continued to doubt his God. Later on, he was rebuked for continuing to doubt, you know. Later on, he was instructed to go and ask 
the people of the book, the Christians and the Jews, if you're still doubting. So it's kind of like uh, uh, interesting to see that a guy wasn't really convinced yet, even after few years have passed on that he wasn't actually uh, convinced of his calling. In fact, the first time when he saw this supposed angelic being or spiritual being, he thought he was demonically possessed. He thought, he himself thought he was either crazy or demonically possessed. And you'll see these signs in the Quran, by the way. I mean, we're not bringing it up from our own. So in the video series, we'll definitely explore this deeper. We'll give references from the Quran and also, if necessary, from the Bible uh, to show that all prophets in the scripture or even individuals in general that have an angel appearing to them or Gabriel appearing to them, like when Gabriel appeared to Mary or Gabriel appeared to Daniel, for instance, or any of the angels of the Lord appearing to Hagar, for instance, or the mother and the father of Samson, uh, or even appearing to uh, others. Uh, so you'll see that they receive a message of comfort a message of good news. Uh, they're not receiving a message of ter uh, that terrifies them. And even if they act in a terrified way, they are comforted. They are given assurances. So we need to pay close attention to those signs. Why? Because how can someone claim to be a messenger from the true God when his behavior is totally the opposite of those? Totally the opposite, basically, of those that preceded him and no prophet whatsoever in Old Testament or even any of the Apostle New Testament ever behaved in such a fashion doubted their call claimed to be demonically possessed claimed to be crazy or something is wrong with them and relied on other humans might you to convince them of their call humans that they haven't seen what this person have seen his wife wasn't in a cave she didn't even see what he saw he was only describing to her. What if he was hallucinating? I mean, how can we even convince ourselves that he was seeing real uh, things? What if he was hallucinating? So it is absolutely tragic to see that our Muslim friends will fall for things like this. Yet they come and attack, you know, the Apostle Paul and others whom the scripture uh, basically uh, is clear about the testing of their message. The apostles, all of them, made sure they interrogated him, made sure they affirmed his message, and later they endorsed that message because it was a message similar to the message of the apostles. He, he was from us. He didn't come out of us, right? He stayed with us. Paul, he shared the same message that the apostle shared. He fulfilled his calling according to the calling of Christ that was consistent with the calling that all of the apostles were teaching. You don't find Paul teaching one thing and Peter teaching the other, or Paul teaching this and John teaching this, or Paul teaching this and the other apostles teaching that. No, it was the same message. The very same message. As no difference whatsoever. If you put them all together, their messages, without putting names, you can't tell the difference. It it is still the same message. So why is that not okay? And now we see that the prophet of Islam who have misled and lied to 1.7 billion Muslims today, somehow he's above reproach when we don't even have a single evidence that what he has seen is actually a true encounter with an angelic being. When the guy himself says, that he thought he was demonically possessed, that he wasn't convinced of it, that he kept on doubting. So we need to keep all of these things in mind. Well, uh, this is a taste, 
and a flavor of uh, things to come. Uh, next week, Lord willing, we'll have our dear brother Sam Shamon to continue with our, uh, of course, discussions about idolatry and Tawheed dilemma and many other topics. And uh, with, with that says, we encourage you, of course, to always subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is called CIRA International. Again, it's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. Consider to become a Patreon patron. So you can give if you want, if the Lord puts you in your heart, as little as $1, as much as you can. Uh, basically, all of that will help us to stay on air and develop more and more videos. We rely on faithful givers like you and faithful partners like you. We thank you from the bottom of our heart for this. If you want to listen to this podcast and all the previous archived one, you can go, for, for instance, to our website, sierrainternational.com. You can also find us on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud, and sound us on Omni Studio to name a few. Until we meet again, have a blessed day. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.